0: I want to challenge you. I feel in my heart that God has asked many of you to take steps of faith, that He has spoken to you, and, and you have reasoned your way. You have, you, have, you have reasoned your way out of it. Some of you, it's big steps. It's, it's career changes. It's, it's, it's big things. And you know, you know that that the thing He's asked you, he's, he's spoken to you again and again. God is merciful. He's so kind and He's so gracious. But I want to tell you, there is life and provision on the other side of you taking a step of faith. Romans 4.9 For we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it counted to him? Was it before or after... He had been circumcised. It was not after, but before he was circumcised. He received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised so that the righteousness would be counted to them as well. Watch this, Romans 4.12. And to make him the father of the circumcised, who are not merely circumcised, but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. This is amazing to me uh, for a number of reasons. Number one, Abraham is the father of those who are Gentiles and those who are Jews. How? by faith. He believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. And so I want to look today uh, at Genesis chapter 22 and I want to talk about the footsteps of faith. Uh, We've been talking about the faith. We've been talking about this really important conversation and we're trying to define something that's uh, pretty difficult. And so uh, one of the things uh, that I've been praying through and wrestling through is is what does faith look like? We know in James and we like to quote it a lot, people say faith without works is dead and that's absolutely true. but what do those works look like? What do the works feel like? Um, why is it that some people have faith but they don't have works? And so, we're going to start in Genesis 22. We're going to we're going to read and really dive into the footsteps of faith. Faith has footsteps. Faith faith walks a certain way. Faith faith has a swagger. Faith 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 goes somewhere. Faith doesn't just sit still and it's not stagnant. It's not uh, you know it, it 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 moves. Faith moves. Faith takes action. And and we're going to look at this story. That's one of the most profound, sobering uh, accounts in the Old Testament uh, about about this father of faith. If if Abraham is the father of faith, then you know it's it's kind of like learning where you came from. It's kind of like going back and. I don't know if you've ever been with your mom or dad or your grandparents and they tell you stories of how things used to be and and things that people did of of your family line and your family lineage and and uh i'll never forget i went to visit my my lebanese uncles they were actually my dad's uncle uncles uh, down in austin and, and there was these three brothers that that lived together and they never married they just took care of their mom and my my great grandmother was lebanese she didn't speak a word of english and so I remember I, I got to the their, their house and I sat on their couch. I was a young man, probably twelve or thirteen years old, and I just kind of leaned back and settled into their their couch. And one of my uncles, Uncle Benny, said, he said, Look, it's the Lewis slump. And and, and the other, uh, other uncles laughed, and I said, What's the Lewis slump? And they said, That's how, that's how the Lewises sit. When they sit in couches, there's a there's a there's the Lewis slump. And and what, what I thought I was doing is I thought I was just re- relaxing. But what was, what was amazing to me to find out is that it was actually part of our something that, that, that our family heritage, as silly as that is, this is something that, that identifies me with this family line. And so, uh, and that's a ridiculous example, by the way. But, but um, so there you have it, that's maybe a confession, the Lewis's slump, uh, maybe, so maybe we need to work on our posture, but, um, so what we're going to do today is we're going to look at Abraham, and we're going to look at his footsteps of faith, and we're going we're to really dive into this story, because I think as we read it, something inside of you is going to go, I was made for this, I was made to walk in obedience to God uh, in such a radical way. As as our father Abraham, and so let's go ahead and hop in here. Genesis 22. I'm going to read a a pretty good chunk of scripture, and then we're going to dive into it. Faith has footsteps. You guys ready? It says this Genesis 22. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham, watch this, he took the wood of the burnt offering and he laid it on his son Isaac. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. And so they went, both of them, together. And Isaac said to his father, Abraham, my father. And he said, Here I am, my son. He said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, This is amazing to me. God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went, both of them, together. Verse 9. Jehovah-Jireh, where the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for, for your word. I thank you, God, for this account that has been recorded. Lord, I pray, Lord as we dive into your word that you would fill us with faith, God, that you would destroy the god of reason and the idols of understanding in our life, Lord, and that we would learn to walk in the footsteps of faith like our father Abraham. In Jesus name. Amen. Say amen. Amen, amen. So guys, this is amazing to me. I want to I want to I want to make note of a couple things. We're going to stay high level here, but but God spoke to Abraham. God, uh, a, a word comes to Abraham, and, and all of a sudden, that word, Abraham had a choice. He had a choice to obey God, or he had a choice to disobey God. When God speaks to you, you have only two choices, obedience or disobedience. There's nothing in between. Uh, I, I've heard it said that delayed obedience is disobedience. Um, and, and I certainly think God is merciful and gracious, and, and sometimes he gives us some, some time to, to, to really take that step of faith. But sometimes there's just a, there's an eminence uh, to what God speaks. And if you realize, when, when God spoke to Abraham, it says early in the morning he rose, and he saddled the donkey, and he set out on the journey. Um, there's something about faith that when God speaks, the power to act is usually found within those first few moments, those first 24 hours that God speaks to you, there is a grace, there is a power to step out on the Word of God. Uh, Many of us, uh, we slip into unbelief, we slip into inaction, we slip into not hearing the voice of God, because when God speaks, we delay. And there's a reason we delay, and I believe there's uh, there, there's something that we need to address. It's the elephant in the room of the modern church, I believe, and it's the God of reason or the idol of understanding. And what the God of reason does and the idol of understanding does is is it inserts our human reasoning into the voice of god and so uh, again to to go back to this story um, god speaks to abraham and and god has promised abraham that through his family line all the nations of the earth shall be blessed that he's going to have children like the stars in the sky that he's going to have you know all these children these generational promise and, and the one that that promise is going to come through, God speaks to Abraham directly and says, hey, hey, Abe, I, I know I promised you that through Isaac, the promised son, that you would have all of these awesome things, this generational blessing. But listen, I need you to go to a mountain, and I need you to sacrifice them there. Now, I don't know about you. If that was me and I was in a relationship with God, I'd say, hey, God, I, I think I misheard you. Uh, run that back again. <laughs> and 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 I would say, hey, okay, um, I, I'm open to doing this, but I need you to explain to me why. How many of you God's asked you to do something and you say, hey, I'm I'm open, I'm willing, but God, you gotta give me why. You gotta give me a few of the steps down the road. And and what's what's striking in this account is that there is no such dialogue between Abraham and God. God speaks and Abraham acts. Abraham takes a step of faith upon the voice of God. And as we're talking about the footsteps of faith, I want to charge you. I believe there have been idols of, of understanding and gods of reasoning that we have erected in our households, in our churches, that have justified our disobedience to God because we don't understand it. And we're afraid of what, of what the people around us are going to say. And so, well, what if I look stupid? What if, it, what if, I, what if I destroy this promise that, that this is actually God gave me this promise? And, and how many of you know that God, God will speak to you something in one season, but in the next season, he'll actually say, hey, I want you to let that go. We're doing something new. And I feel even prophetically in my heart, just to challenge you, that some of you in this 2020 season, you've really been struggling, and it's not necessarily because of the obvious circumstantial uh, difficulties. You've actually done okay financially, you've done okay uh, somewhat spiritually, and and you've you've kept your family safe and healthy. Um, But God has been trying to speak to you a new thing. He's trying to get you to let go of the old thing, and you haven't let it go. And and you've and, and you've inserted and you've been interacting with the God of reason and the idol of understanding, and you're trying to get understanding before you act. And this is what the Lord says. He says, if you will take a step, if you will, if you will saddle up your donkey, if you will cut the wood, if you will set out on that journey, there will be provision on top of the mountain. But I need you to I need to see that you will hear my voice and you will obey it. Uh, success in the Christian life, friends, is hearing the voice of God and obeying it. And so um, th- this is number one. I-, I genuinely believe that we, as the body of Christ, we need to repent of worshiping the God of reason and the idol of understanding. We, we reason our way out of obeying God. We, we say, well, I don't understand what that's going to look like. I don't understand how how, how this is going to equal that. I don't understand. And, and this is, I, I, I want to encourage you. God does not owe you understanding. God is God. His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. Uh, his kingdom is not of this realm. He has provision and resources that you do not know. And so... The the, the the challenge for us comes is not that God is not speaking. Some of you said, I'm in a desert season. I'm just not hearing the voice of God. It's not that you're not hearing the voice of God. It's that the God of reason and the God of, of understanding has caused you to doubt what you've already heard. I'm going to say that again. It's not that you haven't heard God speak. It's that the God of reason and the idol of understanding that, 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 that has been just... Erected in our in our hearts and our minds and our churches and our homes and our marriages and our families, it it, it, we, we so we so want to understand or to be able to reason. And one of the reasons we do that is because we want we want to be able to explain to other people why we're doing what we're doing. Oh come on somebody, I feel the anointing right now. We we want to explain to people why we're obeying God. You, your mom, your dad, your family member, your, your son, your daughter. We say, well, I don't understand. Why are we doing this? Well, because God said so. Now listen, I, I realize some people, some people get into trouble with this and they do stupid things and they say, because God said so. And so I get it. This is something that we can't control. And so you can't control people who in their rebellion, in their flesh, they, they want to do something stupid and say, God said so. And and what's so unique about this story um, is that God asks Abraham to do something that's that's not that's that's wrong. You know, child sacrifice was something that, that that was not accepted of. God does not God does not approve of that. And so but but scripturally we get some insight into into Abraham's mind in Hebrews eleven. He basically said he believed that God could raise his son from the dead. And so that was the grounds and the faith with which he marched up that mountain, and so to speak, God did. God did give Abraham, Isaac, back from the dead. He was going to kill him, and God saw that. It was a test uh, to see, can I really trust Abraham with this promise? Uh, So that's the first thing, is that that, that faith has footsteps, and those footsteps act immediately upon the Word of God. And I think in order for us to act upon what God has spoken, we must forsake the God of reason and the idol of understanding. Now, again, I want to put another caveat because I can hear the thought bubbles going off in you guys and, and you haven't even listened to this yet. Um, I, I am not saying we don't get wise counsel. I'm not saying we don't get you know your pastor to speak into big, major life decisions. But I'm saying when the voice of God comes... And it's clearly the voice of God. You say, how do you know? How do you know it's the voice of God? He'll never contradict his word. He'll never contradict his word. And, and there will be a, a peace, even without understanding, there will be a peace and a grace and a power that accompanies the word that will empower you to walk out the thing he's called you to do. And so again, this is really important for us to understand as we as we as we seek to walk in the footsteps of faith, is that there is actually power in the voice. So when God, uh, I want you to see this. This is this is scientific. When God says, Abraham, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. In that spoken word of God to Abraham there was literal as those words are coming into Abraham's ears into his heart there is a power called grace that that is going to enable him to do what God is telling him to do and I don't know that you're hearing me I don't know that you can sense this but, but there is power, there is provision in the Word in the midst of something that could be confusing to your carnal mind. Okay? So that's number one, that God will always give you provision. He'll give you provision in the spoken Word. So when He speaks to your heart through the Word of God, when He speaks in that still soft voice... Uh, he he will actually give you provision to do the thing he's asked you to do, even if it doesn't make sense. And you say, Peter, how do you know? Well, I'll tell you. When you step out, when you step out upon God's voice, and and you don't, it doesn't make sense. Time will tell and prove that. Wow, there was grace in that. Let me give you an example. I remember some years ago, I lived uh, I lived in Oak Lawn near the Upper Room. And uh, I'd woken up really, really early that morning and, and I actually built a fire and I was spending time with the Lord and, and, uh, and as I was driving to the church, I look over and I see, uh, I see a, a guy at the bus stop and the Lord as clear as day speaks to me, it was not audible, but it, it might as well have been, and he spoke to me and said, Peter, I want you to give him a ride. He needs a ride. And I, and I began to reason. The reason I can speak to the God of reason and the idol of understanding is that I have, I, you know, man, I have, I, those have been my gods. I have brought those before God. And so I, I brought my reasoning before the Lord and I said, I said, Lord, he's at a bus stop. Of course he needs a ride. This is not a prophetic word. This is not, you know, this doesn't make sense. This guy's going to think I'm Looney Tunes. So anyway, the the the, the impression, I, I decided to go with God instead of reason. How many of you know going with God instead of reason is awesome? Okay. Now, God, oh, man, I'm just, I can hear you guys. It's okay. Well, I'm not, not going to give the caveats. So so I turn around. I, I roll my window down. I said, hey, man, this is going to sound crazy. But I feel like the Lord told me that you need a ride. And so I just want to, I don't know where you're going. I know that sounds weird. I said I'm not weird, even though this is weird. <laughs> it was the most awkward. Some of you think, or, you know, Peter, are you super smooth on the street with encounters? The answer is no. I'm awkward. I'm uncomfortable, uh, and I just, I just try to obey God the best I can. And so the guy looks at me like I had three heads, and he said, "God told you?" And I said, "Yeah, I know that sounds weird." I said, "But, but, I, but if you need a ride, you know, hop in. I'll take you wherever you need to go." And, and just the optics of that is bad. I mean, I don't recommend that. That's not something that I say, Hey, let's just do this all the time. And the guy said, no, thanks. I'm good, bro. Thank you. And just dismiss me. Okay. So I'm like, wow, God, did you see that? Did you see I was right? He, he, he thought I was strange. He thought I was weird. That was not a good idea. Um, and so anyway, I just dim- dismissed it, didn't think anything of it, and about 4 o'clock, that was at 8 in the morning, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I get a call from my friend, uh, and, and she worked at a, at a hair salon, and she said, she said, Peter, or she actually texted me, she said, did you offer to give a ride to a guy this morning in Oak Lawn? And I said, oh my gosh, yes, what happened? And this is the story. This this man prayed the night before, and he said, "God, if you're real, I want you to show yourself to me." And the next morning, he's sitting at the bus stop, and I pull up and I ask him if he needs a ride. And at the time, I had long hair down to my shoulders, and um, and people said I had like Jesus hair. And so and so I'm like I'm like, well, how did you find this out? And she said, well, she said. Uh, I work at this salon, and he came into the salon late, and he basically told us this story that this guy with long hair and a white car offered to give him a ride, and he rejected it, and he began to question, maybe maybe Jesus himself was offering me a ride, and I said no to God. And he said, but this was the thing. He forgot his bus pass at home, and so he actually didn't have his bus pass or his wallet, and he actually needed a ride and so he ended up having to call a friend and figure out how to get to the get to his work but he realized before before he even knew it that he left his wallet at home that god had offered him a ride through this random guy that was just listening driving down the street and i was floored and the guy got to the salon and he was floored that god was real and that god spoke to him now listen If I had listened to the God of reason and the idol of understanding, I would have kept driving by and that young man would have missed that opportunity. Now there could have been more, but he would have missed that opportunity to have an encounter with God that changed his life. And so here we have faith has footsteps, guys. You may not understand what it's going to look like uh, until you actually take that step of faith. Now, now, if we get back into the story, you're going to see that Abraham actually goes and does a lot. He's, he's chopping wood. He goes on a journey. Uh, he actually builds an altar. He brings fire. He brings a knife. And, and, if, and the prophetic significance of this is amazing, is that the father and the son are literally climbing up the mountain together. And that Abraham, Abraham the father, places wood on his son's back like Jesus and they're climbing up the mountain together. Such a beautiful prophetic picture of, of the gospel and of what Christ would do. There's so much prophetic significance to this. Um, I don't have time to go into it all, but but study it yourself. Genesis 22, it's so prophetic of, of that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Um, it's just so, so, so beautiful. Um, and, so, and so Abraham puts the wood on his son's back. He takes the fire and the knife. And, and Abraham makes this amazing statement to his son as they're going up the mountain. He says this. He says, Son, God will provide for himself. God will provide for himself. Guys, I want to tell you, God is your provision. The Lord is your provider. The Lord sees you The Lord knows where you're at financially. The the Lord knows where you're at in this season of life. He understands that, that if you lay down this promise, if you lay down this thing, that you will feel bankrupt. He knows intimately where you are, and He's concerned for your heart. He's concerned, and He desires for you to walk in radical obedience to His voice and and what's what's so amazing about this to me is that the provision for Abraham and for Isaac was not revealed until the voice came a second time. Now this is so important, guys. This is so important that 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 faith faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of Christ. God speaks to Abraham says I'm going to give you a son. And he's a promised son, and God does it. Praise God. God speaks again. He says, Abraham, I want you to, I want you to go to this mountain and sacrifice your son. And, and Abraham could have said, no. Why? Because, God, you spoke. This is my promised son. I'm not going to do that. And he could have stood on a previous word of God in a previous season and disobeyed what God was saying in this season. And so what does Abraham do? He says, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to obey the voice of God. And as he gets up to the top of the mountain, and he, and he and he's there on that mountain and he's and he's there and as the grace as the grace runs out for that previous word, a new word comes. A new word comes 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 from heaven. Listen to this. This is amazing. Verse 15 of Genesis 22. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven. And said by myself, I have sworn, declares the Lord... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It was up there a little bit more. It's verse 11. But the angel of the Lord called to him. Oh, man. The angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or on your son your own, uh, or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Guys, the voice came. And in the voice of, 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 of the angel of the Lord that speaks to Abraham the second time, the ram was revealed. The provision, the Lord our provider. And so I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you. I feel in my heart that God has asked many of you to take steps of faith that he has spoken to you and and you have reasoned your way you have you have you have reasoned your way out of it some of you it's big steps it's it's career changes it's 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 big things and you know you know that, that the thing He's asked you, he's, he's spoken to you again and again. God is merciful. He's so kind and He's so gracious. But I want to tell you, there is life and provision on the other side of you taking a step of faith. Now this work of faith, this faith without works is dead. This work is not cumbersome. It's not hard. The only reason, the only thing that has to die is reason and, and, and human understanding. Guys, I cannot tell you how many times that, that, that when God speaks, our minds do not initially comprehend it. But the scriptures speak of a peace that passes understanding, a peace that bypasses our ability to understand what it's going to look like. This looks like surrendering the knowledge of good and evil. This, like, this looks like surrendering our own, our own ability to understand God and His ways and say, God, I trust you. I'm going to walk in your ways. I'm going, to, I'm going to obey you. Now listen, we know, we don't need to say, it goes without saying that this does not justify sin. This does not justify selfishness. This does not justify uh, anything that God condemns as wicked. God will not ask you to do sin. He will not ask you to, to do wicked and perverse and selfish things and things that do not line up with His Word. But He will ask you to do things that may not make sense to your carnal mind. And I want to challenge and exhort you specifically in this hour, specifically in this hour to ask the Lord, Lord, what is it that you're asking of me? And for some of you, it's just a daily rhythm. It's a daily dance of learning to to stay in step with the Spirit, to stay in step with the voice of God, that you give God permission. How many of you have really given God permission to, to, to build out your day Your your time is not your own. What you eat is not your own. What you say is not your own. You've been bought with a price and you're not your own. You belong to God. How many of us are truly willing to say, God, my times are in your hand? And so I just want to pray for you this morning. And I want to ask that the the grace and the power to to not only hear God's voice, but to walk in the footsteps of faith uh, would would come fresh upon us. And so, uh, Lord, I just pray for my friends right now. Everyone listening, wherever you are in the world, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you would give them grace and power to take a step of faith. No matter how crazy, no matter what the, the God of reason or the idol of understanding says, Lord, I we, we just tell you that we trust you. We will be a people who trust your voice, who hear your voice and obey it swiftly. And so, God, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that your presence... Your presence would come, your presence would descend upon your car, your presence would descend upon the bedroom, would descend upon the living room and the kitchen and the workplace. The presence of God would descend as you're jogging, as you're walking, as you're mowing your car. I just see some of you, you're just, you're, you're mowing your lawn doing this and the presence of God is just speaking to you. Some of you, I just see you're working for a tech company, you work for like a marketing advertising company. And, and God is speaking to you. He's speaking to you right now. He has spoken to you. Many of you, He's speaking to you about, about your marriage, about releasing forgiveness, about saying I'm sorry, about taking making that phone call to your mom or your dad. And He's, he's spoken these things to you. And so, Lord, I thank you for courage and for, for those hearts to be brave, to be, uh, to be confident that they've heard your voice and they would take a step of faith today. I bless you in Jesus' name. I bless you to keep your eyes and your ears on Jesus. And as you do, your feet would be quickened to walk out those things that he says. In Jesus' name, amen. Most people feel stuck in their relationship with God because they're believing lies about what he's like. Your tax-deductible gift to Braveheart Ministries enables us to create simple resources that help people see and understand how good God really is. This results in people finding lasting freedom and deepening their connection to God. To make a donation, please go to braveheartministries.org forward slash give or text give to 469-423-9966. That is 469-423-9966, give.